Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. Welcome to the Nest of Vipers, a cultural chit-chat show for and by know-it-alls and ne'er-do-wells everywhere. And nattering nabobs. <laughs> oh, and nattering nabobs. All right, I'm your host, Danny Plotnick, and here in the studio today, we have uh, our special guest panelist sitting across from me, Tony B, Booker of the Hemlock Club. Oh, and tr- boy. The Hemlock Tavern, and trust me, that's not a credit to be proud of. Uh, you forgot to tag on Limited Liability Corporation, Danny. Thank you. That's the Hemlock Tavern LLC. All right. Very good. Uh, and sitting over there sipping coffee, we've got Beth Lissick, author of uh, Everybody in the Pool and Cultural cultural Gal About Town. Over here to my left, we've got John Whitson, local celebrity blabbermouth. And uh... <laughs> I like that you saved that for him. <laughs> and uh, It could have uh, easily been either of us, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> and head honcho of holy mountain records and today's topic we're going to be discussing the worst rock shows we've ever been to and maybe everyone can just start by saying what it was and then we'll get down into the nitty-gritty just so we know what to expect and i guess i'll start as the host my worst rock show and i'm looking at john whitson right now was a band called ohm Ouch. The gloves come off early. <laughs> a band called The Hidden Hand and a band whose name I can't even pronounce because there's a hieroglyphic in it. Sun O. Is that how you pronounce the, the, the dwarf? And I think it's just called Sun, but I think all these people say Sun O now, even though it's named after an amplifier, but everybody calls it Sun O because they don't know that all those glyphs are silent. The silent glyph. All right. Very good. I'm glad we could clear that up. Mr. Bedard. Um. I actually am. You did come prepared to discuss this today, right? Well, Danny, as you know, I, I book a nightclub here in San Francisco, and so I'm contractually unable to state for the record. Here, just here, write Don't. it down on a sheet of paper, and, <laughs> I, and I'll state around. it for and you. And then I'll drop hints throughout the oh, show, and by the oh, end, we've had our oh, first orange juice down on the equipment. <laughs> oh, you couldn't oh, think boy. of a worse show that you didn't book. That's it, Petard. You're, you're off the Fund It team. <laughs> Let's move over to Beth for a second. All right. <laughs> the worst, there's a worst, there's two categories because it's the worst show I ever personally participated in. Oh, and then actually, there's the I was worst gonna, show that I ever saw. I was going to so. ask about that, right? Because what, what is also worth noting is that Beth was actually her own band, the Beth Lissick Ordeal, and Tony B has been befouling this fair town. From the stage, as well as uh, from the booking position for many years. So we'll get to that. So carry on. Yeah. Okay. So so the, it was actually not my band, but the Roofies was one of the, um, it was just personally for me, one of the, the worst shows. And I'll get into that later. Was Anthony in that um, version of the Roofies? Uh, the, yeah, when we opened yes, for, I was. Uh, yeah, that show, Great American yeah, Music Hall. Yeah, the Great American Music Hall. And, um, and then... I would have to, and I'm just going to say it, and I'm just going to say that I did see at the Concord Pavilion, Third Eye Blind. And then we'll go into that a little later, too. Very nice. The worst show I ever saw was um, a band that no one's ever heard of called The Godwads in Portland, Oregon. And they were so bad, I couldn't believe it, that I went back and saw them the next week. See, this is what I'm saying. Is This is why it was so hard for me to figure out what the worst show is. Because what can the worst shows, especially when you look back on it and you're not actually standing there... 
ensconced in it, they can actually be a great memory. It's, it's hard to remember so mediocre, it's hard to think, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So when you remember the worst, see, for me, I kept thinking of these shows, and I was like, but that was kind of great because it was so bad. So anyway, that's how I finally settled on the ones that I settled on. Like, what really actually just filled me with you know, terrible negative feelings that you then had to go tell everybody about countless and countless times. Right. Uh, you know what? I've been silent on the third eye blind issue for a lot of reasons, but I'm coming out today to talk about it. Not that I have ever pretended to like that band or maybe in certain company I have just kept my mouth shut. So, and yeah, more for later. I had a really positive experience at the Ohm show though because it was the first time that it, something was so loud that my pants vibrated what and I thought what that kind of my pants? phone was ringing <laughs> and that's my wait, wait, what memory of you, might, you might want to invest in a heavier fabric <laughs> well, I'll, well I'll start with that Ohm show since it's mm-hmm. been brought up and um, see you know, I, I first actually blend, I mean part of the reason that show was so terrible um <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it's uh, like a morning show <laughs> <laughs> um, I blame both you He's dude, pointing, pointing at JW Pointing at John Whitson And you Oh I'm getting some of the blame uh, for this you're, too yeah, you're, There's you're plenty getting, to go around Yeah go ahead Phil Anthony Pass told it on me over about here. this show At another venue that night That I got excited about And my wife and I actually got a babysitter And Beth as you know That actually to make the call to the babysitter and to pay and put, the money and, for and to pay oh. it, you, you've you've committed. And the other show that I wanted to go see was sold out, but we had the babysitter, so we're like, well, we'll go out anyway. And there's this show, this band Sun that I've heard about. You know, this song, Psych Drone Metal Dwarf uh, you Midget. For, you forgot thing. Robe Rock. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know what he means, Dwarf Midget thing. Well, no, they're not midgets. They're dwarf. They, dr- they dress the entire as band? druids. Druids. I'm sorry, it's a druid. Oh, thing. so they're normal size. They're, yeah, yeah. Normal size with a big sound, dressed as Drew. Normal size with a big sound. That sounds like a candy bar. <laughs> if if you know what a Jawa <laughs> looks druids. like, if if these ever, are like tall if, Jawas. If you've ever seen Rust Never Sleeps, does a Druid wear a cape with a hood? What yes. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cape with hood rock, and then again, Tony B over here is like, oh, well, one of John Whitson's bands is opening. You should go see them. And now I like John Whitson band so i'm like okay we'll go but of course they were the opener um right which necessitates you actually then having to see all the bands if you stick it out and it was a door seven show eight o'clock on a sunday and right i, I mean i'm not an idiot i didn't believe the show would start at eight but i figured eight thirty. we got there too early we got there at eight fifteen, and um the pre-show music worst music ever it was sort of that kind of stick up the butt metal kind of horrible speed metal that um, I certainly hope isn't the black metal that the kids are talking about. And and the show didn't start at 8 or 8.15 or 8.30 or 8.45 or 9 or even 9.15. I must have had a good time because I don't remember any of this. <laughs> it started actually at 9.30. And then Ohm came on, who, I, to be fair, I didn't dislike that much, but they were so loud. My pants were, were not vibrating, but sort of my all the cavities in my body were sort of vibrating. And, and it just kind of, you know, and what made them tolerable to me, I'd just seen um, a film. What made them tolerable? That's nice. <laughs> Was I just seen a film Kitty's about, the about Dianetics where they talk about how we are ascendant or descendant from clams. And again, I couldn't hear the lyrics. Uh, excuse me, Dan. I'm about to give silent birth. <laughs> um, but I envisioned that Elmer singing about us de- being descendants from clams. Is that true? Is that what they're singing about? 
Uh, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> well, exactly. And it made it more tolerable. But then, and it, so then they played for a long time. Um, and that was okay. But then the heavy metal music came back for another hour in between bands. And then the Hidden Hand came on, who were horrible. I hear you. I know what you're talking about. They they were simply it was it was like bad metal, but imagine it's the year two thousand five. Which what, is, what, what did they look like? What was their outfit? Well, see like? the thing is, three of the guys kind of looked like metal dudes, but mm-hmm. the lead singer looked like Randy Newman, and you're just thinking Randy Newman now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right. yeah, like a like some forty year old balding guy with kind right. of a fro, and you're thinking like and, everybody and he's singing I know. about you know Vikings and climbing the mountain and you know. All these sort of bad metal. Not that, no, that's the bass player, the drummer. The lead guy is this, you know, heavy metal legend, Wino. And he has all these, like, just cheesy tattoos and stuff. And, you know, he's a legend. And people are really into just watching him. And Dude. Uh, but you weren't into watching him at all. No. no I mean, was, it, it is certain he had, to, he had Danny, to pay a babysitter. Were you, <laughs> were you aware of his legend status? No. The guy that looked like Randy For Newman? every hour, he was buying another CD. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing is, I'm just thinking, you know, it's the year 2005. A guy who looks like that shouldn't be singing lyrics like this. Really? See, to me, that sounds great. Really? A guy that looks like Randy Newman singing lyrics like that? That's, I mean, to me, that I don't know. There's something I think the guy that looks like that. Randy Newman was singing backup because the lead guy looks like Were you there? You left. You told me you left that show. But I know what the people in the band look like. <laughs> and again, I, you know, I've got a soft spot for metal, but I wasn't feeling it. And, they, and then they played. They were selling a lot of merch, and they stayed for like an hour. They played forever. And then they left, and then the bad metal came back. And that was a point where my wife's like, I'm leaving. I'm taking a cab, and I'm going. And in all the years of pay, paying a babysitter, that was the first night out. You can't ever play the, the game of, is this night worth it? Because the clock always starts at $60, so nothing would ever be worth it. And that was the moment where I was like, wait a second. We paid like 25 bucks to get into this show. We got to pay the babysitter 60 bucks. You take oh. a cab home, that's another 20 You got to pay the babysitter <laughs> 20 bucks to take a cab home. And I'm like, I'll go with you. And she's like, no, no, I know you want to see the Druids. And at that point, there was nothing the Druids could have done to make me actually enjoy the show. Did you take the right. bus home just to, you know, try to win? Uh, you know, it would have been, that would have been another hour, at which point you might as well have stayed and seen the Druids. And um, so at that point, I decided to stay. Because I figured if I left now, everything had been so bad that it would have been a total waste of time. But, you know, maybe I would see something in the Druid Rock. Um, but knowing full well that I'd hate the Druids anyway at that Danny, point. Danny, you, you can you can apply for a refund through the national <laughs> the National Scene Authority. <laughs> Are you the president of that? Is that is, do they is it there, do they a, pay you in drink tickets or cla- actual cash money? There's a class action lawsuit for, uh, for people who attended that show to uh, <laughs> to recoup their babysitting costs. Wait, okay, so wait, you stayed though for the what's the band called? The Druid Band. Son. So I love. Can we go back to how you confuse midgets with druids? And just because you're going to get a lot of mail about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but well, they're all robed, so it's all it's dark. There's dry ice. Or... There's dry ice, you know. Ooh, so okay, well, all right. So there was dry ice, and it was still bad. Well, you know, I mean, it just kind of looked like Russ never sleeps. The road eyes from Russ never sleeps, and someone said, "Well, let's make a band where we all dress as druids." And again, mm-hmm. that's also kind of exciting to me. But musically, you've already you. Well, they're a turgid band, if there ever was mm-hmm. one. I mean, it's just. I'm sure if you're hitting the bong at home and listening to it, you're probably 
you know, getting a lot more yeah. out of it because you could probably vacuum or something like that. But. <laughs> still, it's, it's, it's a little bomb it. mixed with a... But the, but the shocking thing about seeing it live is that it, that it takes five people to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and maybe, week, yeah. and maybe that's why they wear the robes. Right. I don't know because there's actually another person underneath all of the robes, and it's ten people making it. I love that though when you hear a band and you're just like, I can't believe that it's taking six of you clowns to make this terrible. Well, music and the thing where I got whatever. suckered in is like, I like that kind of drone music, so it was a. For, for the listening audience, he is not being inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm like, well, this I'm wa- I'm going to wait for the song to kick in or the next song. And song is really I, the I was operative saying, yeah. word here. And, you know, 25 minutes later or something that's... And, you know, that's the moment where you go, five people? I don't quite get it because I can do it right Are here with no vocals? instruments. They, I, I, they I have, on the records, they get like people to kind of read texts and things. Danny, I don't know if you can it. actually get John's pants to vibrate by <laughs> by doing a vocal approximation. <laughs> Hold on. Of, of, <laughs> and so I, you know, 45 minutes in, I, I, I cut my losses. $160 and, you know. And then I left, and it was like 1 a.m. The whole issue of Rock O'Clock is, is, another, is another show, Danny. Accuracy and false advertising in Rock O'Clock. Maybe is, you could uh, explain briefly. Well, Rock O'Clock is basically when you, you try to you know, decode what the, uh, the combination of what the venue is saying, that you know, the doors and the start time will be, and then you weigh it against the history of their business practices, and then you try to judge it against you know, the personalities of the, uh, the people involved in performing the music. So it's actually an equation that you can, you could write out. It is, is, a, is cal- there a calculator. It is a calcul- well, there's a really? calculus. <laughs> yeah. Or an abacus. A, that's a t-shirt right there. Just the equation. The equation. And Rock o'clock. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, Danny, I think part, partly the fact that you actually have a kid and have been sort of perhaps uh, somewhat removed from the show going scene for a number of years. Uh, I don't you disagree. Off your, threw you off, threw you off your rock o'clock and uh, you showed up well, believing you, the hype about do, the door uh, seven door show seven. eight. What do you believe? Well, this is what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> consider the venue and consider the, you know, consider the, uh, the bands that were playing. I mean, it was, you know, like John said, it's, it's a heavy bong crowd. Well, what That's time did you think the show was going to start? Cause your band well, was supposed suffered, to go on at I eight. I suffered just as much as you did. <laughs> but you left. Well, the band that I want. Well, I just went outside. I went over to someone's house, you know. It's like. Plus, John got into the show for free, and he was <laughs> able to take public transportation. So John's financial investment in the show—he had a completely different economic relationship to the show than you. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, you were, brought you were, that up. You were in for two hundred dollars, and uh, John was in for like a uh, dollar twenty-five muni ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot more mediocre than bad. So my story is more about just a band that was so terrible that you know that you only co- it only back. cost me a dollar to go see them. It was right. like on an amateur night, and I just couldn't believe how terrible they were that I had to go back the next week. And and it was great because there were people who loved them, which is, makes it even better. And now where was this? Where was this? It was in uh, Portland at the Satyricon. Mm-hmm. It was a band called the Godwads, and they were horrible. They were. It was um, just seeing them on stage was was bad enough. It was a woman playing uh, keyboards who sang, mm-hmm. and there was this kind of uh, Salvador Dali looking guy playing bass. Mm-hmm. But he brought another bass, and he switched basses during their set. Wow, two electric basses, just yeah. Switching. Wow, because one was red, 
and then <laughs> and then so, but, but a fashion statement yeah a bold fashion move but he needed this like you know curly Salvador Dali mustache and wore like no wait is that was that a positive or a negative on first glance again right in the discussion of the it's Randy Newman guy in the metal it's all band. negative it's all a negative okay you know it's all a joke but then they had a drummer I don't remember anything about him but then they had this large Indian guy like Native American he looked like he threw the stove out the window and one flew over the cuckoo's nest and he played guitar and he played barefoot <laughs> he, he played his, his guitar with his, with his feet no 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 he just wasn't wearing shoes wait cause, cause right now I'm, I'm getting a good idea about yeah, a band yeah. you got a guy playing sitting cross leg playing with his feet no he was just standing up and like the throwing, throwing stoves club into the in audience town, like not wearing shoes you know it was it was gross, and the band you was had to be grounded horrible. with the earth. And they had this song. The worst song was you know, the song was just "Mother." That was the worst <laughs> song. Mother, I'm just sitting there in the back, just <laughs> furrowed brow. I can't believe this. This is the worst band I've ever seen. Wow! It and sounds, oh I got to go back and see them a week later, and I was in line with people you, who were. You really, got to go back. You were allowed. I made the, I made the choice, obviously, because it was only a dollar. It was amateur night. And there was this uh, strange kid from Salem, Oregon, who just moved to Portland, and he wanted to kind of make his uh, mark on the scene. And he was a wretched painter. He did this, you know, he had all these paintings around town, and they were like pink flying V guitars that were also like spaceships. I'm standing behind this guy, and he's from Salem, Oregon, and he has this denim jacket, and on the back of it, it says, The Lizard King 2. <laughs> <laughs> and we always called him King of the Streets because he allowed us to walk, walk our streets. And he just said, Who are you here to see? I'm like, I'm here to see the Godwas. He's like, Me too. They're great. And then he pointed at himself again and said, Take it from me, a not-so-innocent bystander. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the exact same set, and it was just as bad, and I no longer had to pinch myself ever again. Was it only the woman doing vocals? or did yeah. the Yeah. No. But that was the worst show I've ever seen. And, and what I, year is this? Um, 1990. Well, sometime between 90 and 94. So... Maybe 93, I think. The Godwads. The Godwads. All right. All right. Mr. Bedard, how about you? Well, I definitely remember a, a situation in the in the upper hate. Uh, it was probably like the late 80s, early 90s. Thirsty at the, Swede? At the I-Beam. Oh, at the I-Beam. And the thing is, I can't even remember who the headlining band was, but they had a no ins and outs policy, and I was forced to uh, to sit or I to hate those. Experience an entire is set. There, is there a reason Does for a no in and out? Slims, there's no ins and outs. Well, it was. I, I was forced in order to get to the headliner. I was forced to endure a set from uh, the legendary San Francisco band Psychofunkapus. Oh boy! <laughs> I, this, now you're bringing back memories. This might and, be one of my worst rock shows too. And is this it, before you knew about the rock clock? You know, I you were younger then. I didn't know. You know, I just I went to go see, and then plus I didn't even did really know see? about the oh, internet. Well, see, that's it. it. It completely, and I started freaking out because I mean they they started playing, and it was you know they're basically kind of like a thrash funk metal. I think. Did is, anybody is that in that band white? go on to be in bands that we know of now? Who was in that band? Because that was before I knew anybody. Well, in the rock well, scene actually, as part of the white funk scene, I actually shot some video for a 
friends of theirs called Fungo Mungo. Fungo oh, Mungo. Right. Oh, and yeah. One, one member whose house I went to later joined Third Eye Blind. I oh. got to go to the bass player's house it's in Union City. I think the Mofessionals like were part of that scene oh, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. But, it was a big uh, scene. I was, you know, I was basically, you know, they started playing and, and, you know, they're good at what they do. I hated it. I was trying to, I was desperately, you know, I was like, man, I can't even hang around. I think I heckled one of your bands with this Psycho well, Funk Puss shout out. Well, so I, so wow, I go, and, he, and he was there. You were there at that moment. I, I went to, I went to the front door and I, I was going, and they were like, no, yeah, no ins and outs. I'm like, well, yeah, I'd already, I had invested the money and like, I really wanted to see the headline and like, no, you can't leave and come back. And I was and I just was running, like, running around the club, completely, you know, just you know, pulling my hair out, and just really, I, I was so pissed off at the uh, at the no ins and outs, and and the band was, I mean, and you know, it, it's axiomatic That's when that, they get you to drink. It's axiomatic that <laughs> the, the worse a band is, the longer they play. Is that in? Is that a yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, they, and it's the not just hand. perception. I'm going back to the hidden hand. No, that's an axiom mm-hmm. of life. <laughs> but you know, of course, as far as like the no ins and outs policy, you know. Um, Years later, I mean, when I was uh, in full disclosure, I was playing in a band called Icky Boyfriends, and I was a very vocal critic of the no ins and outs policy. That is until uh, everyone we, left during your set, no, and, and no, then until, you're thinking, well, this until no we, ins and outs kind of works, huh? Until we scored a gig at Slim's opening for Mud Honey, and we were in the middle slot, and people had paid a lot of money, and uh, it was sold out, no ins and outs. How and, long did uh, you play? And we were, <laughs> we played an excruciatingly long time. I'm sure there's, you know, there might be people in the audience who Doing consider a, the Icky Boyfriends to be the worst show that they ever saw. They're going to do. And their they own were podcast. booing. And I mean, it was, it was, you know, they. And all of a sudden, it was at that point that I realized that I loved no ins and outs. <laughs> <laughs> we had them right where we wanted them. We were in the middle slot. They were forced to endure our set, and. Uh, People were running for the exits, trying to trying to leave, and being told they wouldn't be able to come back and for they mud got, honey. They have tough bouncers there too. Were you just looking towards the exit and just seeing like some burly dude just like shaking his head? <laughs> nope, sorry. So you're just kind of like sweaty walking around. So wait, did you stay or did you, or did you just leave? Was, no, like I, I and stayed, and then you know, then the the headlining band came on. I, I was so you know, I couldn't even There's at that point. I probably could do. I probably saw a couple of songs, and then I was like, oh fuck it, I just. <laughs> I just had to leave, and you have no recollection of even I, I why you were there. Who, I can't remember who. Was that's a that's a perfect. I mean, it's just something that's so completely overshadowed. You know the right. you know what I was there to see, and uh, you know it was people you, who, people who were here during that time period remember the the domination that that particular style of music, the stranglehold that the uh, the thrash funk metal scene had on San Francisco, and, and especially the farther you moved up the hate. Oh, my worst band story. It involves a little bit of a lady issue, so I'm sorry. I don't want to get all like, you know, men take a break on or anything. <laughs> Ladies, can you hear me? Get with me on this. But if you have, if you ever have um, had a urinary tract infection, you'll know that they're very painful. <laughs> and I basically, you get it for having sex a lot, so we can all get behind that. So anyway, I was going, the roofies were opening for Elvez at a Great American Music Hall. And I had had this, this urinary tract infection for like a week and I had got antibiotics. So it basically you're, it just hurts when you pee and you're like, ow, the burning. Okay, so then I took um, antibiotics for a week and it was gone after, you know, maybe three or four days it was kind of still hanging around. So anyway, I was I had, I was working that day and so I put on my um, roofies, out, like backup singing outfit, you know, kind of little 
sparkly dress and got a big bouffant hairdo done at some salon in the mission. And But I was still feeling kind of weird health-wise. And, and I walked from the mission over to the music hall. And because and, I can't stand to wait for the bus. And then I was too cheap to take a cab. So then by the time I got there, I was kind of sweaty and like, uh, not feeling great. And But everybody was excited because this is like a big show for the roofies. And so... Were there ins um, and outs at the Great American? Yeah, there's ins and outs. But people people are there for us, right? Bernard? Yes. Yeah. Wait, you were at the, you were on yeah, stage was, at the show? I was, yeah, I was playing drums. And uh, so anyway, so we get so backstage and everybody's really excited because this is a big show. And then I go to the bathroom. I'm like, I... I'm, ble- I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding and I'm increasingly more and more pain. Like it was like all of a sudden, it's like those things like if you take antibiotics and then it doesn't kill the infection, it just gets worse, you know? It just like comes back with a vengeance. So anyway, so I was bleeding. I, I was like, I don't think that I can even do this show. Like this is really... This is, I, wow. And so I just drank a whole, which is when you have a urinary tract infection, you're not supposed to drink alcohol, right? I just started drinking and I was like, I can't, I mean, God. So the girls are like doing my makeup and everybody's really excited and they're proud. Okay, we're going to do these dance moves and everything. And, and, and by the time we got on stage, I mean, I was like, I could barely even, I mean, it, it just searing pain. And so I'm trying to do it and I'm just pounding alcohol to get through it. And, and then the way, this is where it turns into the worst show ever is that just, you know, just waiting for it to be over and just like, Oh my God, I can't have any more. And I'm sweating and I'm just like feeling really weird. And then the show's over and my, um, boyfriend and my at the time my husband now Eli I was like I got to go to the emergency room. Like this is, I, I can't even, I can barely even walk. And he's like, I got to I got to go to the merch table and sell t-shirts. And I was like, you have to take me to the emergency room. And he's like, it, it was at this point that each of them knew <laughs> it, it was we meant to be to, to live together forever. And so, I mean, there's like seven people in the band, right? I'm like, somebody else can't fucking sell a t-shirt. Like what? So I'm like, fine. All right, fine. I'll just go, you know, so, so I go to the emergency room. Did, wait, but that, that's yourself. fine. You went to the emergency room. Did you guys sell a lot of t-shirts that night? Though? Yeah, because really that would, in the end, that would be all right. So, um, so I go, so anyway, so I go to the emergency and I'm like in I mean crazy fucking hair makeups mini dress you know I just look crazy I'm clacking in on my little gold shoes and, I'm, and my makeup's all just like all over my face and I'm just like my vagina hurts you know and and, the, and, the, and it was at the St. Mary's emergency room which is like hardly anybody goes there it wasn't li- I don't think they like you to say vagina at St. Mary's either or on I a podcast yeah. yeah and so anyway it was an immaculate infection sitting <laughs> <laughs> so they were all sitting around um just like having coffee like four doctors are just like sitting there and i just come and you could hear my shoes just echoing in the hall and i'm just running in and i'm like i had this urine transfection didn't go away and i was back and, I, and i'm bleeding i've never been i never they never made me bleed before this is crazy and they're like oh my god like it would get to the point where it's bleeding it means it's bad so so he's just like you need some painkillers and I was like yes I do and I'm kind of drunk too you know so I'm just like all right you knew that so he just I mean this and that was truly when I felt more like a backup singer than I ever had in my entire life was just like taking that Vicodin while you know after consuming a bunch of alcohol and looking like a total hoe and I was like <gasps> and I took it and um well, and me- then- meanwhile back at the great American <laughs> yeah how was the rest of the show oh man I was on my like seventh eighth free drink there were some lines being brought out there was like we had a bunch of groupies hanging out downstairs anyway i'm sorry beth <laughs> so yeah so i go so i end up going you know i gotta get a ride back from the 
show and so i go back to the music hall just like after taking you know taking these drugs and stuff and and was just like so and then they just started working immediately and then i then the rest of the night was great but that entire time on show uh, on stage it was really it was really i mean i can't i can the feel rest of the, the night pain. was great it was <laughs> comparatively <laughs> yeah oh man okay so that and then there was one time best of deal played at a chevy's on cinco de mayo that was that was yeah i'm listening wow at a chevy's want to know more <laughs> in the embarked era on i like hey everybody it's fresh mix it's cinco de mayo there we did you have to work sort of um uh a theme orders in, into, into yeah it's, did all were you no. gonna get paid more if you kind of like sold Up more sold. on margaritas? Was, you know what? This is a weird because this is when um, the Lilith Fair had a contest to see what band was gonna open for the Lilith Fair at Shoreline, and my band won. But I hadn't told the guys yeah. in my band that I'd submitted a tape because I was too embarrassed. And then, but then when it turned out we got you know picked for the final people to play in Union Square to get for the judges, then I had to tell them the day before like, you guys, what are you doing tomorrow afternoon? Because then they're like, I can't believe you submitted our tape to the Lilith Fair thing, and I was like, I don't, I'm sorry. And so because of that, we had to go play at, at Chevy's at uh, I just want to get out of this grind of yeah. playing at Chevy's all the time <laughs> no, no no it was because of that 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 we were invited which was played live on Alice radio um and with the, that that's a lot that was like morning drive time you know with the all the horns oh. I was drinking at Fuddruckers that day and I had no idea that Beth I would have <laughs> I, I found out Chevy. after again afterwards I found out that she had been down at Chevy's I was like oh I can't I'm sorry that I talked about my what, what, what kind of what's on the rider when you play at Chevy's that's what I want to know <laughs> can you get extra cheese <laughs> extra <laughs> salt on your margaritas oh my god extra bacon bits on your potato skins but really what, but oh, one wait, of the Fridays. worst shows that I went to was the Third Eye Blind show at the Concord Pavilion because I had never been to like a really big like backstage at a really big rock show like that and what were you doing and, backstage wait hold on now <laughs> Um, okay, I'm just going to say it. If Stephen Jenkins, if you're listening. Um, at one point, Stephen Jenkins, if you're listening, you have a very big fan in the room. Um, he, he basically was telling me that he was going to get me. He was an A&R guy. They did made him an honorary A&R guy at his record label because he'd made them an so honor- much money. An honorary <laughs> A&R guy? No, it's well, not like getting an honorary doctorate from Harvard. <laughs> David Geffen. No, it's more like it, no, it's more like an honorary doctorate from the learning annex, Danny. Okay, now this is It really gets better when, you know, he gets awarded the tin, you know, things for the bad selling records of his friends. Had you, had you been up. a real AR guy, you would have signed these horrible bands. God. You've so, made us so much money. Yeah. It's like uh, fantasy. Can I have right? some more money? Uh no. But, but- <laughs> But you are our new A and R rep. Congratulations, <laughs> Stephen Jenkins. And I only and I only will talk trash about this because he really was like, you know what? There's going to be a contract waiting in the mail for you. I'm signing up. You're a rock star. You know what? You know what, Lissick? You are a rock. And so this whole thing about how he was going to sign my band, my band that was like spoken word and vibraphone. I mean, you know, really, you're going to no the Beth Lissick ordeal, right? I mean, the '90s were wide open. I mean. <laughs> It was the feeding frenzy to end all feeding frenzies. And uh, so anyway, so he had kind of a thing for um, my career that he really thought was he was going to help. Career. (laughs) That he really thought he was going to take me places. Can can, Um, can we get a JPEG of the air quotes posted posted to the site? (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe that should be the name of the show. Air quotes. Air quotes. So... (laughs) Jazz hands got got shot down. Uh, 
God. And so anyway, it was my first time just seeing like just all the like they had on their rider was that they wanted their their hangout. They wanted a chill room backstage at the Concord. So it was like they, all these like fabrics draped. Do they from think the they'd be like and, in the audience or something? I mean, they get their own room, don't they? Well, there, yeah, they have room, but then there's also like they just the room, like where their food was and stuff like that. That they they had a specific way, like paisley fabrics and big pillows, and like oh. so they had to have an environment set up for them every time they played. And then one of the guys was walking around with his shirt off, just all, all you know, just ah, oh, it was so bad. And then just all these random, just the people who were back there kissing everybody's ass. It really just made me just seethe with. Rage, and he was look. Oh, he was looking at photos of himself um, <laughs> on stage with one of those little um, magnifying glass uh, things. Loop, a, loop. a loop. Is that what they're called? And um, so he was looking at some proof sheets. And okay, this is great. Okay, he's looking at photos of himself on stage playing a stadium. You know, and so it's shot from the back, and so the light is on him, and he's got the mic, and he's all ah, with sweat coming off. And then there's just you know a sea of thousands and thousands of people in front of him, and he's looking at this. And he goes, "Check this out. Check this out, Ben." And so I'm looking through the loop at this photo, and he goes, "Your face here, your face here," meaning he was gonna he was gonna take me there. And I just I love the idea of him like you're at your own show, looking at photos of you doing a show right before you play your show. Like, oh God, I don't know. I mean, I felt so weird about talking shit about Stephen Jenkins, but it's like he was. But because because it was like he he really was like I like your books I like your like are you there was a part of it where he was like I do think that like, I don't know it's one of those things where he was like on some level he was like I appreciate what you do like he did so this person who liked went, you and tried to do nice things for you you're gonna come out here and talk shit because he never followed through on any of it and and then and then then there was the whole aspect of the, his band and the music which you know well could just, well there is that yeah <laughs> and, and, and where is that. Any other, any other last thoughts? D, were you at that horrible Earth Day show with me to see Devo? No, that never happened. Wait, no. what? Oh, uh, it, it was some anniversary of Earth Day, the tenth or the fifteenth, and there was this big um, concert uh, at Chrissy Field, and it, it and it was, and the, the thing is, Devo was playing. This is in that time zone where they hadn't played in. 10 years maybe it was like 95 94 something like that and so we were really psyched to go see devo for free as well and so we went up there and it was just a horrible san francisco hippie grateful dead earth day there's another vibe. one of those happening today actually. <laughs> no that? no that happened yesterday no no today's today's the chet helms hippie hoedown or whatever oh yesterday was a dedication of the jerry garcia amphitheater right here in mclaren park which we went to and saw this starship i was thinking i was going to get some free ice cream right you yesterday, saw the starship yesterday? Saw this, ran, yeah ran from the starship yesterday and at earth day <laughs> years ago um, but it was a good scene unlike this day this earth day show where I mean, it was it was all those horrible hippie booths and trinkets and incense and save the whales. I mean, I like the whales and all, but you know, a lot of stickers. Were the hemp people there, rainbow the tape. Hemp, the hemp people there, yeah, yeah. And it was just it was kind of a cold, miserable day in San Francisco, so it was just kind of a brutal day up there. And I had to sit through like the uh, you know the Mickey Hart drum experience, the Starship, and a very bad era for the starship i mean you know not that there's all that many good eras but right imagine the worst lineup of the starship playing and it was just epic. i can't imagine that, really. <laughs> and this was yesterday no 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 this this no, no. this was you know, oh, this was okay. earth day um, oh okay and uh and basically we were there five hours again a really long time but this show was free we took the bus we took public transportation 
Um, and then but that, it wasn't free because <laughs> you're well, bit, you're com, you're complaining about your time that you well yeah wasted. no absolutely the, then deep, the hidden cost of free the hidden cost of freedom. <laughs> but then so the moment Devo's about to come on they're on stage we're up front this is going to be amazing it starts sprinkling and they pull the plug oh, yeah. and Devo can't play so five hours the starship the drum experience the hemp and and they're like sorry and no Devo the show's over no Devo and San Francisco being the major metropolis that it is hadn't thought of providing a lot of buses to the Earth Day event. So there were no buses to get us back from the marina to the Lower Haight. So we had to walk home in the rain, seething as well. So, oh. Danny, it sounds like you've worked through a lot of your issues today. <laughs> I certainly have. Well, very good. I think that's a wrap. Thank you all very much. Thank you. We'll see you next week on <laughs> Feel the Pain. Nest of Vipers. <laughs>